Oh, we're fine. Pip, pip, cheerio, all that. Time for another episode of Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. Now, old boys asked me to ask you to take a moment and go get a pen or pencil, crayon, something to write with, blast it. And don't forget a piece of paper, something to write on. Very important information coming up, you know. And now, uh, let's bring him on, shall we? Here he is, the host with the most... Most what? I've no idea. Bill Monty. Absolutely correct, sir. Hello, and thank you, Basil Pelinor. Welcome to everyone, and here we are with yet another episode of Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. I hope that you're doing well, and we do have some really important information to share with you today. First, a little uh, house cleaning, if you will. Uh, I want to thank the people who have reached out to me here. Uh, one of our listeners enjoyed very much the recommendation of the Hot Sardines, and she is uh, delving into their great music. So if you haven't uh, picked up on that music recommendation from several episodes ago, Please go out and uh, buy a CD if you can find a store to buy one in or order one. Or use your streaming service. I suggest Spotify. And uh, listen to the Hot Sardines because they're really a fantastic group. I think you will like them. Someone else reached out asking a question about Social Security going back to our first episode. And with the first episode, we were talking about the problems uh, and maybe some of the myths of Social Security. And she was asking the question, if you're already uh, paying for Medicare, but not yet taking Social Security, and then you start to take... So when you take Medicare before you take Social Security, you have to pay for it yourself every three months. And when you start taking Social Security, they take it out of the check. So her question was, did I know if um, she had to do something special, like to let them know to go ahead and take it out of the check because she would be paying for it. Because once you lose Medicare, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to get back onto it again. So a uh, great question, valid question. I did some research and was not able to come up with a clear answer. So my dear friends, my dear listeners, if uh, you have some experience with this and want to reach out to us on the Facebook page, Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older, or at our email, then play billmonte04 at gmail.com. Then let us know what you find out. I was not able to ascertain an answer to that question, though. And looked a lot of places. And that's what this program is about. Because you can Google all you want. Uh, some of this stuff, what you can get to the website. But some of the, the basic questions are just not easily answered. Uh, some of the, the, you know, they give you a lot of um, a view from up on high answer or overview of the program so that's where we try to delve into it a little bit so fear not my atlanta listener i'm still trying to find out the answer i have not yet but uh, hopefully we will find out for you soon so since last time we talked uh, father's day came and went happy father's day if i forgot to mention that the last time around to all the dads out there i had a wonderful father's day and uh have a birthday coming up soon. So, oh Lord, getting older. And that's again what the program's about, isn't it? So I wanted to talk today about uh, people in need, specifically seniors. 
and what to do and where to go if uh, you are the caregiver or the family member or even a friend or neighbor of someone who is 60 and above, let's say, and you notice that they are in crisis or perhaps will be in crisis in the near future. What do you do? You know, who can you turn to? Uh, it is, again, quite difficult unless you know what you're doing or where the help comes from. It's very hard to find out how to go about doing some of this stuff. So today, and I hope that you got your pen and your piece of paper, because I'm going to give you some important information today about where to go to to get some help, no matter where you are. Now, I'm going to be talking a lot specifically about Florida because that's where I am and that's where I know most about it. But... Um, you know, this information, a lot of it is good for no matter where you are in the United States. Okay, so let's take a moment to think about what type of assistance someone might need. So I'm just going to pull up some information here. Uh, so there's a lot, uh, and some of it is kind of basic. Let's say there's a senior who's lonely. Uh, maybe their family or friends uh, have... Uh, you know, those resources have gotten thinner as they've gotten older. Perhaps friends and family have moved away. Certainly the pandemic affected, uh, you know, where can you turn to? If you know someone who is in need, they're suffering uh, from food insecurity. They're not eating on a regular basis. Um, you know, where do they get meals from? Where can you go to find out how to get help for them or for yourself if need be? If you are a senior who's looking for information on just staying healthier, like through health and wellness classes, if you need transportation services, if you need, and we're not there yet because we're going to wait for a few more episodes until we get closer to October, but if you need some counseling for Medicare, where can you go? If you're having trouble finding a place to live, if you're having trouble paying your rent, um, you know, it's, it's tough times right now economically. If you are a caregiver, and I really want to do this big shout out right here. If you're a caregiver, where can you go to get help and support? If you're a senior in need, especially if you're facing eviction uh, or housing situations, or you're having trouble with state agencies, getting Medicaid, things like that, where can you go? If you know someone who has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia related disorders. If you're starting to think, well, now we need some, we need some help. I need someone to come in and help me. I'm still working full time, but mom needs me. Dad needs me. My husband, my wife, my partner needs me. Where can you go? If you're looking for technology that can make life better for a senior. Oh, if I got a great one for you there. Hope I remember to do that as we go on here. But my notes are a little jumbled for this show, so you'll forgive me. Where can you go? Here's the great news, my friends. All of this can be found in one place. How's that? Is that exciting? There's just one place that can help you with all of this, that has a whole bunch of these resources, a lot of these programs, support groups. If you need to report elder abuse, if you need information on emergency preparedness, Medicaid, managed care, long-term care services, or just fun activities. Or if you are looking for a place to volunteer your time, 
volunteering is so important and really helps seniors connect uh, with others and stay vital to their community. Just because someone has retired, just because someone is older does not mean they are not important in the community. They're very important. So where can you go for all of this information? My friends, with your pen, crayon or pencil poised right above your paper at this moment, I am going to tell you to write down the name of this place. It's the Triple A. You heard me right. Triple A. But this is not the automobile one. This is the Area Agency on Aging. What, you ask, is the Area Agencies on Aging? An Area Agency on Aging, or AAA, is a public or private nonprofit agency designated by the state to address the needs and concerns of all older persons at the regional and local levels. Understand that Area Agency on Aging is a generic term. Your, your particular one might have a specific name might be called aging resources, might be something like that. But if you go to your state website or you contact someone, it's probably under the Department of Elder Affairs, you're going to find out about your area agency on aging. AAAs are primarily responsible for a geographic area, also known as a PSA, that's a planning and service area. And that can be a, 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 a city, a single county, a multi-county district, and AAAs can be categorized as county, city, regional planning council, council of governments, private or, or nonprofit. The great thing about coming here is again, it's kind of your one-stop shop. And if you want to know the truth, they're kind of the best kept secret around. They're just not, until I found out about them, you know, when my, when my mother was going through rough times, I wish I had known about the area agencies on aging. I did not. And so I went through a lot and did a lot of stuff, you know, just myself. But triple A's coordinate and offer services that help older adults remain in their homes, if that is their preference, aided by such services as home delivered meals, homemaker assistance, whatever it takes to make independent living a viable option. And by making a range of options available, these triple A's make it possible for older adults to choose the services and living arrangements that suit them best. So within the AAA are people, they are experts on all aspects of aging, assisting older adults and caregivers with information and resources. When you call your local AAA for assistance, you won't talk to a call center representative or a call center agent. You'll talk to an information and referral specialist, people who are trained primarily to know what resources, what referrals you will need for what you are trying to get done. If they can't do it themselves in-house, and, and many times they can't, very limited sometimes what is done actually in-house, what services provided by a AAA, but they will point you in the right direction of where to go. And it might be towards a county government or a city government agency or a state government agency, depending on what it is you're looking for. AAAs provide care management services in five core services for the most part, nutrition, caregiver resources, health and wellness programs, elder rights, and supportive services. And this is really critical. AAAs also perform needs assessments and determine eligibility for government-funded programs. So here's where I'm going to go and say I don't know if this applies 
throughout every state. But I can tell you in Florida, if you are looking for assistance, let's say you have someone who's going to need managed long-term care in Florida. In order to be assessed for that, to see where you end up on the ranking for help and how to get to it, you must go through an area agency on aging. No matter where you start or where you talk to, who you talk to, your doctor, whoever it might be, you end up at an area agency on aging. And the experts there will do the assessments, will give you your options because, you know, maybe you're just not at the point where you need, uh, you know, managed long-term care yet, but you do need someone to come in a couple of days a week. You know, you do need some assistance, maybe light housekeeping, help you with meals or, or uh, medications, uh, you know, things like that. So sometimes then there's a county program that can take that over. You need to start at the AAAs to find out. So my friends, that is my advice to you today. If you find yourself in need or you think you're in need, then you need to, to do some research and find out where and who your area agency on aging is. And even if you don't need them now, you might be able to help out, like I said, by being a volunteer. If you don't need them, I can tell you right now, they do need you. Volunteers make a world of difference. And, you know, like everyone else, especially an agency that's nonprofit, you know, they, they need to supplement the work that they do with the help of, uh, with the volunteers. And at some point, unless you're incredibly lucky, you or someone that you know or love will need this type of assistance. So I urge you to, uh, reach out to them. They will give you some options. And in a future episode, we'll talk about some other options besides, uh, you know, what, what do you do if you do make it, uh, to manage long-term care, uh, you get the score that's needed, but then you're waitlisted because most of these programs are waitlisted, which means you could wait. You know, a lot of people wait and they say, okay, mom's getting bad. Mom's getting worse. Dad's getting worse. Uh, and I need help now. The problem is that even if it's determined that you are, uh, mom is going to get the help or dad's going to get the help, you still might be months, if not years away from that help. So what are your options other than that? So I hope that you wrote that down. I hope this is helping you do some research, go on and look. Uh, there is a website called elder care locator. Uh, you might want to start there or go to your state's website, whatever it might be. Look up Department of Elder Affairs or aging agencies, and uh, they will get you the help that you need. Of all the information I have given you since starting this podcast, I guarantee you that for that and for future, this is the single most important information I will be telling you. But so, but there's still important information, so keep coming back and listening. All right, we've still got to talk about the book recommendation and some other things coming up. So we will see you on the flip side. Hi, Bill Monty here asking you to please remember to let us know what you think about what's happening with the program at BillMonty04 at gmail.com or by joining us on the Facebook page, Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. It's a behind-the-scenes peek at what's going on. 
And I'd like you to share your thoughts about what's happening. What would you like to see or hear more of or less of in our programs? We'll see if we can accommodate. We'd appreciate you listening, and we will see you on the flip side. Okay, so I don't think we're going to have time in this episode to talk about technology for seniors, but we will get to that in a future episode if someone drops me a line at billmonte04 at gmail.com and reminds me I'll even try to get it up for the next episode. It's time, though, to talk about my uh, music selection, a music suggestion for you. And uh, if you remember in the first episode, I spoke about Jeff Daniels, now that, you know, the actor uh, who also produces music. And what I like about Jeff Daniels and his music is that he's a storyteller. It's not just a song. It's not just, you know, I want to hold your hand or I love you or something like that. He tells these little stories. And the ultimate storyteller was uh, Harry Chapin. I'm sure many of you are familiar with Harry Chapin from the song The Cats in the Cradle. Uh, maybe you remember the song Taxi, which was also a hit for him. Uh, another kind of minor hit was W.O.L.D. It was uh, 42 years ago this week that we lost Harry Chapin. He died in a car accident up on the Brooklyn Bridge. I believe it was the bridge anyway in New York. And uh, I really still miss his music. I have to say that I saw Harry in concert three or four times. And the first time that I went was at the Gutsman Music Hall in downtown Miami. I think I won the tickets on a radio show or something like that. And I wasn't that familiar. Uh, the songs that I listened before was really what I, I'm not even sure I knew about W.O.L.D. But, you know, it was a free concert, so uh, my friend and I went. And I had the best time. And I have to say that concert and the other ones I saw him, probably the top three concerts um, Harry had a great way of connecting with his audience. Uh, even though he probably did the same jokes and told the same stories every single place that he went to, he made it feel like it was brand new for you right there. And that he was talking just to you, just you and him and the band. It, it was just a lot of fun. And I the next day went out and um, I, I started buying Harry Chapin albums. So I've got two that I can recommend to you. One that I just really enjoy is called Dance Band on the Titanic. That song itself, title song, is a really great song. But the one I'm going to suggest that you listen to before we meet again is called Harry Chapin Greatest Stories Live. So this was a live album recorded in 1975. And if you never had the good fortune to see Harry in concert, this is the best way to kind of uh, grab a piece of what it was like because it feels like you were there it, it even it starts off with laughs and a joke the audience is with him all the way you can tell from the recording so it's got some great songs some so, uh, you know from the first song on you understand that he's there to tell you stories whether they be uh, melancholy or even a little sad or triumphant or flat out funny like 30,000 pounds of bananas so uh, I suggest that you listen to this I think you'll have a great time you know give yourself about an hour a little bit over an hour to listen to the album uh, it features his brothers Tom and Steve uh, who both get a chance to do some solo singing and he even gives his band a chance to come up and uh, shine uh, 
if you will, in a song called Circle. It's all my life's a circle, sunrise and sundown, uh, which is one of the highlights of the album. That one right there is really, really great. So, um, and Mr. Tanner, A Better Place to Be, I Want to Learn a Love Song, just so many wonderful songs. It really is a best of for Harry Japen. And I suggest that you uh, go to your uh, streaming platform where you listen to music and download uh, Greatest Stories Live, and you will have a great time. We will be right back with our book suggestion for this episode. And on to our book recommendation for this week. I do like all kinds of books. Uh, you know, fiction and nonfiction. When it comes to nonfiction, uh, I love biographies and I love autobiographies. And I generally don't get into that much an autobiography of someone who is still relevant for the most part. You know, I, I kind of like to go back like a soldier story by Omar Bradley or something like that. But I happened to pick up a few weeks ago um, an autobiography by one of the best-known authors of our time, uh, James Patterson. The book is called James Patterson by James Patterson for such a great author. He didn't come up with a really great title, but uh, it certainly uh, it tells the story right there. Uh, he's got a really nice way of... If, one of the things I like about the way he writes, okay, is he writes in uh, very short chapters. Each of his chapters... Uh, of his books is usually only like three to four pages long, five maybe if it's a long chapter. And if you're not familiar with his work, you're probably familiar with the character Alex Cross, played by uh, Morgan Freeman in a couple of films. Uh, Along Came a Spider was one of those films. Uh, Alex Cross, I think, has appeared in three or four uh, different films. And uh, Tyler Perry, I know, played him one time in the film called Alex Cross. But the Patterson books are really great. I read uh, some of the Alice Cross. I read Maximum Ride series, which is more of a young adult series, but I enjoyed that quite a bit. So I'm sure you have at some point uh, been uh, reading, or if you listen to books, you're listening to something by James Patterson. So I was intrigued by this story of his life, and it is funny. Uh, he doesn't get too deep in this. And, you know, he has a course. I, I didn't know that... Uh, he was in, you know, advertising for a large part of his life. Uh, actually, was quite high up in an advertising company where he started, you know, little tiny cubicle next to the water cooler, and had to work his way up over the year. Um, but uh, he tells the story nice. He talks about the famous people he knows. You know, he has he's uh, co-authored books with Dolly Parton, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton, Bill Clinton. He talks about those experiences. Uh, and some of the famous people he's met. I think you'll enjoy the book. Uh, it's light. It's entertaining. Uh, one of the things, you know, each week I give you my book recommendation, as we're doing right now, and near the end of the book, uh, he actually gives you a list of books that you should read before you die based on, you know, his particular likes. I'll give you some of those right here. Setting Free the Bears by John Irving. I haven't read something that... I haven't read John Irving books in a long time, but uh, I'll have to go pick that up. I don't remember reading that one. Uh, the Exorcist, <laughs> I thought that was a strange, by William Peter Blatty. Uh, uh, the Day of the Jackal, Frederick Forsyth, I remember that book, a great, great book. Bonfire of the Vanities by Tom Wolfe. I don't know if you've read that or not, but you should. 
And I know the movie got a bad rap. It was Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis, and it was called one of the worst movies ever made when it first came out. I loved the movie. I thought it was a great adaptation of the book, uh, and I, I think it's a really entertaining uh, uh, film. The Marathon Man by William Goldman, another one that was made into a great movie starring uh, Dustin Hoffman. Sea Biscuit by Laura Hildenbrand. So some of those are, you know, uh, no real surprises here. The Color Purple by Alice Walker. But a reminder of some of the books that we should be going out and uh, reading. Uh, I did like these two choices. All My Friends Are Going to Be Strangers and Leaving Cheyenne by Larry McMurtry. I talked about McMurtry and Lonesome Dove last week. So um, those are just some of his book recommendations. The list is much longer. And in the book, he, he uh, alludes to many times his uh, marriage to his wife, Susan, uh, his great love for her, what fun they have, what respect they have for each other. And I think it's uh, apropos to close uh, today's episode with uh, how he closes his book. I hope I'm allowed to do this. And um, it goes uh, just like this. I'll read right from it. There's a sign on the desk in my office. It says, you retire from work. You don't retire from play. I think that's enough stories for now. It's getting late, almost 11, and I'm still in my office writing. I guess you're still reading. The roar of the Atlantic and the wind from the Northeast is particularly loud tonight. Kind of soothing, though. Jack, my son, called from New York earlier, as he does most days. That's pretty cool. We're lucky to have him. Soon I'll head off to bed where Sue and I will hold hands until we fall asleep. It sounds nice, doesn't it? So that's it for today's episode. Who can I turn to? I think I'll head off to bed, hold hands until we fall asleep. My friends, remember to be kind, to be nice to one another. Never hesitate to help out your fellow man. This is Bill Monty thanking you for joining us, and we'll see you on the flip side. Oh, we're fine.